Hey there and welcome to another episode of It's All Music, the music interview podcast with Carey, Henny and Quirky, your host, the H-Bomb, Owen Hennessy, co-hosts Mike Carey and me, Dave Cork. On this episode, we have a man, a Cork native, a very well-known singer and musician, a man who has made waves on many Irish TV talent shows over the years, including You're a Star and more recently, The Voice of Ireland. Following on from his great success on those shows, this man has set up his very own band to showcase his talented and lively performances, injecting his own personality into well-known favourites playing anything from pop to rock to metal to country and more. A man who has a wealth of experience when it comes to the wedding circuit. A man who has a wealth of experience when it comes to entertaining a crowd. And I've no doubt he's going to entertain us here tonight on the It's All Music podcast. Please give it up for and welcome Mr. Pat Fitz. Here comes Pat Fitz. Here comes Pat Fitz. Pat Fitz. Pat fucking Fitz. Get him. Yeah. Pat Fitz. <laughs> Did you say pits? Pits. I actually went Pat Fitzgibbon and I went, is it Fitzgerald? Is it Fitzpatrick? Fitzwilliam? And I looked yeah, down yeah. at my phone because I had stuff open. Fitzgibbon and I started laughing. So when you hear, when you listen back to it. That's funny. You're the Pat first one. <laughs> Pat Pitts. Pat Pitts. <laughs> I've, I've been called a lot worse. A lot worse. Come here. I could, that could have gone on for three or four minutes. There's so much stuff. You have a lot done. Um, yeah. Thank you. I, I don't think so, but I, I was trying to do more of it. Um, yeah, we, we're a long way down the road. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you well, don't realise that I still think I'm I'm 20. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's loads. Yeah, and there's loads more to come. That's loads clear. More to come. Yeah, yeah. Let's go way back, first of all, and start at the very beginning. I ask all our guests the same thing at, at the start uh, of a podcast, and it's what... Were you exposed to at home at a young age? Was there music in your life? Was there musicians in your family? Uh, and if there was, what was it? Oh, yeah. Music everywhere. The best thing that ever happened to me was my dad's tape collection. Okay. Just a load of um, copy tapes. Copy oh, yeah. tape and oh, just lovely. going through them. And uh, like that shaped my whole uh, music uh, taste. And then surrounded by music... Um, my dad had uh, seven sisters and um, just sing songs everywhere. Yeah. I remember waiting at home from, to come back from the pub on a Saturday night yeah. and a Chinese and a sing song. And I'd, I'd be practicing all Saturday night with a new song. And to perform for them when they come back. Yeah, yeah. And um, then on my mom's side, all, all singers again. And my uncle, who you know, Don Holland. Don, yeah, wow. Who got me started, yeah. So, I mean, just... When you say he got you started, how influential was he? At an early age, was he teaching you? Was he? Were you? Yeah, yeah. yeah like he um, got me my first gig, brought me up to do my first few songs down the speckled door. Um, I went to the North Man, uh, which should be shut down, by the way. But anyway, that's a different story. But there was music lessons there. Yeah. And um, Donald gave me his guitar, and I think it was his. The guitar was thirty years old anyway. And it was something he learned on, like it. Yeah. You know, when he gave it to me, the clouds parted and the light shone. There you go, Pat. But sure, the mom was so rough, I ended up smashing it over some guy's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got into a fight and... and with Wasn't the guy that joke that's behind you, the resonator? No, no, no. Maybe in jail. Uh, yeah, so that, I gave up on the guitar for a year or two and went back at it. But Donald was, um, Donald was monumental, gave me my first gig. Um, called me up for my first song, sang Take It Easy up in the speckled door. I remember it well and... Um, 
I played it in G, but I started an octave too high. Oh, no. <laughs> We've all done going, it. Yeah, yeah, and I was going, what, why, what's going on here? And Donald just came up behind me and sang into my ear, brought me down. And talk to Donald, talk he's kind of been doing it ever since. Like. I remember Donald was saying off here. Uh, Donald was one of our the residents in Bat Murphy's in Middleton. Uh, would you have played? Did you play in Bats? No, right? never played in Bats. They loved you in there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, they loved I liked you. it in there, which, which in, so, you know, once you kind of... I started working in there when I was 15 years of age. Till the exact night was... Uh, Little well, women's little Christmas when I was uh-huh. fifteen or sixteen. That was the night uh, you started. Yeah, that was my wow. first night, and I learned a lot. Not about music, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had uh, he had residence. He had a kind of a monthly rotation. Bat did because Bat loved music, and it was four that guys. makes a difference. Sorry, when makes the a difference when the venue yeah. is, is is in it. Uh, he had four guys that did the same week every month, we say, and Donal, yeah. Donal was one of them. I just got such a lesson in music seeing these fellas coming in with their PA. And I used yeah. to, even though I was playing guitar and I had a band, I was intrigued at the whole system, the whole diary and uh, the setting up of the PA and uh, yeah. the way these guys operated, you know, and they all did two hours and, you know, just, the yeah. Donal, That was a short gig for Donal if he yeah. did two hours. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he'd come in, he was working road stores, he working all day, as most of us are, yeah. and uh, he'd come home and get the dinner, put the kids to bed and straight out there, like, straight out, do yeah. two hours at least. He just, and, you know, like Joe Dolan, like, there's no gap straight yeah. through, like, you know. There's a few of those fellas still around, uh that when I hear I'm just blown away the old school style players there's a guy called in the north side called Brian Morley I don't know if you yes ever. I know Brian Morley he did the um, he did the meatloaf meat tribute as well yeah but Brian's a gent and I used to deliver to him uh, while I was working for DHL as well during lockdown during so lockdown. I kind of uh, reconnected there as well yeah uh, Every, was, everything wrapped in a Toman box <laughs> yeah Toman wasn't a thing because it was Most literally was, coming uh, in it with, a, with a whole doll bag with everything in it and you know boom set up in 10 minutes and okay. yeah. you know rock them and you know if you didn't exactly know us song you'd give it a fucking bash anyway yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'd, and the big thing back then this was the 90s it was bringing up singers like you know yeah you'd have and to that's back. a skill yeah and did. if you didn't do it you're yeah because yeah, i started off in the north yeah. side in the 90s and uh, bring up singers and you'd actually be playing the right stuff yeah, they'd be out of key but they'd eyeball you and yeah, then everyone yeah. think it's you like, yeah, 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 yeah 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 what's the trick there when you bring up singers we do it a lot like yeah i try and Drag them into my key, like you know, I but they know. don't listen most of the time. <laughs> no. They just start off in the note, yeah, yeah. Or, and then they're or, in between something. Yes, or or you you spend two minutes going singing into my ear, then all I get to get the, uh, I know, oh yeah, yeah, that's in G, brilliant, yeah. G, and then it goes off. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's fun though, and you know what? On a slow night, it can get things going. Yeah, when they see one of their own up there, you can yes. just get their attention. Like. You're on their side, then they're with yeah, you. We've, we've done it. It's yeah. been very successful for us. There, a few weeks yeah, now. it's very successful if if they're good. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you know, you kind of gauge by your reaction if someone says, "Here, get get John up for a song." If the whole oh, pub's, yeah. "Oh yeah, John, John," but if they say, "Get Timmy up for a song," and the whole place kind of goes, "Like Jesus, come on, fucking Timmy." I was playing. I think it was a gig up in the north side one time. I was asked, you know, it was, it was after it was a christening or something. So it was kind of keeping us. You know, keeping a country for the first. Mm-hmm. It was an early gig and it was a Sunday evening. And, yeah. you know, the baby was still bloody there. Just liven it up, will you? Fuck's sake, come on, get going. And I said, all right. So I'd liven it up a small bit. And they kind of kept saying it, you know, one of those nights. Yeah. Okay. Sure, what do you do? Yeah. So anyway. Play something we all know. Mary, but Mary knows the song, get Mary up. So Mary got up. I skimmed across. <laughs> so all our key now. Yes. Right? Yeah, so I was yeah. like, grand. And they all went mint. Mental yeah, Because Mary yeah. did it. Mary was one this of This other one. fellow tormented me then to get up and do a song. Yeah. I want to sing a song. He got up. 
I skimmed across Så var det det, ja, så I just said, right, let's, who's next? Same song, come on, yeah, we'll just do the next well, one. Singer, brilliant. That's the only thing that worked. Yeah, I but that's, no matter o- what that's I did. okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's okay, okay. Yeah. That's You're there yeah. to do a job, yeah. And, you know, yeah. and if they're happy, grand. Yeah. Mo O'Connor was on recently, and he compared a musician to, like, he often, he said, don't ever get, uh, don't ever get uppity with the, the bar staff or the guy sweeping the floor because you are in the service industry as well. You're yeah. there to do a job Big and you're time. no better That's than the guy, yeah. you know, yeah. cooking the pizzas or serving the points. And That's that famous one, you know, you, whoever you meet on the way up, you'll meet him on the way down as well. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. more taught me that, yeah. Mo's a hero, yeah, Mo's a gent. I think Bob Dylan originally was it? said that, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know, he, he was right. Yeah, no, but... um. Uh, but like you know, those pub gigs are you know you get paid you you, you know no yeah. nights the same if you singers up every night only like, for yeah. that I would have been tormented going home you know I was yeah. gr- I was something they got something out of it and it was a bit of crack and what age were you when you started gigging fifteen in pubs yeah on yeah. your own the speckled door uh, no the speckled door was kind of Donald's territory but yeah. that's where he dragged me up for a few songs and that's where I kind of first played in front of people where was the first gig the first gig was in the Wayhouse in um, in Barrack Street it's long gone now Donald. Double book for St. Stephen's Night and New Year's Eve. And uh, I said, sure, I'll do it. Not a bother. 15. 15, yeah. And I just played the Christy Moore Live at the Point album twice. Brilliant. Uh, but they didn't want music up there at all. Like You were just annoying them. Oh, <laughs> they'd walk past and they'd say some horrible stuff. And uh, But all my family were there and uh, did the two gigs. And um, the gigs kept coming then, you know, which is great. Donald was sending them at first. And um, my poor dad then was driving me around. Yeah. So he was at work all day and then driving me Jeez, yeah. and sitting listening to the thing or else go home and come back. And he's like, stop taking gigs outside the city. But they kept getting further and further. Yeah. Um, That's but, what dads do, don't they? Yeah. That's what I dads mean, are for. But yeah, I mean, for like looking back and being a dad myself, knowing you're going, and you're working all day and you have to go out and help me set up the gear and, you know. Yeah, I know. Ah, just what would he, real support. What would he do while you were playing? If it was close to home, he'd go home and come back. Okay, and if it was um, if it was saying Cove or someplace, then I start playing. Out, he'd stay because there's no point. Yeah. By the time he set me up and going home half an hour back, half where, an hour. Where did you do yeah. in Cove? Pillars. Pillar the pillars. Yeah. yeah, which and you know the way some venues and and musicians kind of click, and that did click. Dolores and uh, Leo, uh, who I still see now all the time. Like it was a super venue, but I think it was just too big for Cove. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible venue. We talk a lot about a venue in Cove, uh, Paula Halloran, who has Ryan's Bar in Cove. Uh, yes, I've heard you real, speak about it. It's a real, real, like you said earlier, it makes so much of a difference. When the venue owner or manager is invested in music, like, yep. you know, it, it makes it, a huge... It travels down from the manager to the staff to the to the customers. Like It's hard to imagine uh, now being the huge uh, commercial success that you have with weddings and you know, high-end <laughs> cover gigs. That you know, you I often say you can't go straight to that. You no. can't go. There's not one step no. to that level. No, you have to do. And there's nothing. And there's people who will do those pub gigs for all their days. But and there's nothing wrong with it. Yes, you know. Uh, yes. I mean? it, it's, it, it's it's about the choice, the route you want to take. Do you want to go for it, or are you happy enough to do it? I mean, those pub. I remember we used to do. I won't end the pub. It's quite funny. We used to do a night in the north side, not far outside the city centre, but on the north side. Yes, uh, I did, did my you, first couple of years in the north side. But yeah, yeah. Can you send a fifteen-year-old into a bar now to play music? No, is that, I don't that day so. is gone, is it? Oh, no. big time! And I remember the like back back then you negotiated your fee 
but your fee included two points. Yeah, so what were you going to do with Lucas Aids? Yeah, no, Lucas I got Lucas Aids, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And a bulletproof, bulletproof vest. Yeah. <laughs> but my dad then used to uh, negotiate. He's not having the points, but he'll have two Lucas Aids. Yeah. And, but he used to do that. And uh, if he didn't get the two drinks, like it was no goal, he has to get the two Lucas Aids. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that would have been punt. You would have been hitting pounds. Pounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and very few of them, yeah. Uh, but uh, But brilliant, like, and then... Uh, I fell in with Gallagher's Carmel and Gallagher's oh, yeah. back when all the backpackers used to go in like you know, yeah. uh, 15 of them would take up the best table in the house and have one coke and 15 straws yeah, but it was right. it was great crack for me I mean great I think it was Monday or Tuesday nights I was there for years go where and really cut my teeth there then and like that you just there's been a few venues where you just connect with and that was there one a long of them time. For you. yeah Gallagher's was huge and you make lifelong friends in places like that yeah you still see camera around the place yeah and um yeah, like Cork is brilliant that way. Like, How know. much travelling did you do at that age? Uh, well, with my dad with me, mostly just Cove, Carrick Tool. Where in Carrick did you do? Was, was there a, no, was there a, a place called the Castle in Carrick Tool? Castle was, yeah. I played yeah. on yeah. the other end, yeah. It's close. Yeah. Yeah. God, no, yeah. yeah and I did that used, myself. Yeah. used to play in Ladies well, Bridge. There was a bar crossing the, no yeah, crossing the Tatch. There was a place called... Oh, the Bridge Inn. The Bridge Inn. The boys, yeah. uh, that was when that was Eamon, Martin Eamon Harty had it. Harty, God. He went before he went away to America. Maybe it was Motherways, though. If you're talking about the 90s, there was no bar there, I'd say. If you're looking at the patch, to the left... The left. That last building there before the turn. It's heading for here. Yeah, it's it's the bridge. Oh, in. sorry. Okay. If you're looking at the touch, the front door of the touch. If you're looking at the, well, uh, yeah, well. If you're at the petrol the front door's in the middle of the crossroads, yeah. isn't it? If I remember yeah. right. And you're yeah. saying to the left of that. Right on the left here, the last building, it actually went around the corner. Yeah. Har- Hig- Harties. Um, yeah. On the left hand side of it. I was yeah. talking to him. He mentioned it. I was talking yeah. to him in a pub in Klein. He used to have Jay Knighty down and he used to have big massive big, bands. Yeah. Klein are still down there. They're ticketing that gig as well, I think. That's Klein then, is it? Oh, yes. Okay, that's yeah. That's Klein. That's a different story, yeah. It's um, a different operation. Different operation, yeah. And the um, uh, ladies' bar. And there was another lovely bar around this area. It was down by the water. Belly Cotton. Rosie's. No. Rosie's, I, Rosie's rings a bell, all right. That could have been a hada. It wasn't Rosie's then. What was it called then, was it? Pump in yeah. anyway. Oh, oh, the pump in Murphy's. Oh, do Murphy's use Murphy's? Music? Yeah, Murphy's. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. East Ferry. Oh, that's, Ferry. 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 Okay. that's where I'm from. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, no yeah, way. I'm from there. Yeah. yeah, he's only up the road. Yeah, that's where I was brought up. Yeah, Dirty Morse. Yeah, Murphy's, too, Murphy's Tavern. No, it's open again as the Tavern. It's yeah. called. Yeah, they don't do music or anything like that. Yeah, those places were kind of finished off by the drink driving rules and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah. nice little bar though. Super yeah. little bar, yeah. yeah. That was some education to get though in music because I always said in that kind of scene, I know there's a lot, there's a lot of um, people coming out of the school of music and things like that, and they're, taught, they're I find a lot of them are looking for, you know, they're told they'll be booked by an agent to go to a gig and meet a sound engineer who look after them. But in Ireland, in the pub scene, you have to be sound engineer, booking agent, yeah. everything wrapped into one nearly yourself, yes. you know, yeah. and. If you have to do that and you're thrown into the deep end at 15, you learn skills and traits that will stand to you later for the rest oh, of your life if you're time, staying yeah. within the music scene. Like. There was one gig in the outpost that I played for for a long time and um, the two channels weren't working. So I panicked and I jumped on top of the table and I showed him my head off for two hours. With no PA. No PA. Oh, and then my dad came in to collect me and said, why don't you just check the other channels? 
And you didn't think of it. You were just used <laughs> to using those two. I, I couldn't talk then for about two days later. Yeah, yeah. I was. That's pure. The show must go on. I wouldn't have fucking done it. I know. Yeah, no, but no, I was fifteen. Well, I mean, you would have. But Maybe, common yeah. sense. No, I was. I was actually about nineteen, twenty. That's the yeah. <laughs> kind of I know, but sense. you panic if you're in a routine and yes. you don't know. Like, yeah, 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 looking at a mixing board when you're a young fella, it's overwhelming the amount of you know, controls on it. Yeah. Right? We mm-hmm. have an engineer, now, Shane Coleman, we spoke about, and um, hi, Shane, if you're listening. Yeah, and uh, we have desks now. I can't even turn them on. Yeah. I left Dan. I leave Dan Murphy doing the holidays. Yeah, well. it's it's one of these I've heard of. Yes, yeah, yeah and so I would leave nowhere to be done. No. But yeah, so and then the best thing I ever did was uh, when I started college, I strolled into town and I just popped into venues and I said, "Can I have a gig?" Yeah. And I, I popped into a place called Cleavers, which is, um, what's it called now? It's it's a lot bigger now, but you know where the Raven is? Yeah. And um, if, uh, sorry, no podcast uh, listeners, across the road from Reds, there's a bar oh, there. Reds, yeah. A it, big bar. Ah, uh, I know it, all right. Anyway, but that used to be a tiny bar. It used to hold 40, 50 people. And uh, <coughs> there was a man in there called Ernest Cantlin. Yeah. And Phil Ryan and... Um, I walked in and I said, can I have a gig? And he offered me stupid money. Yeah. Uh, but I said, yes. But I said, if the crowd comes in, then will I get more? And he said, yeah, which was still not great money, but yeah. sort of place only held 40 people. Yeah. And uh, best thing I ever did. So I'm, I'm still best friends with Ernest to this day. And you moved on with, as Ernest moved his career on and you did other bars for him and stuff yeah, like exactly. that. You and grew once, together. Yeah. And once you were in town, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a better shop window, you know? Yeah. And um, got loads of gigs out of that then and started playing in college. And um, But the best thing I ever did was just stroll into a bar and say, can I have a gig? Yeah. Is this all solo work you were doing? Yeah, all on your own? All solo, yeah. Guitar yeah. and microphone and off yeah. you go. And I upgraded in a few years ago. I got very technical with a stamp box. You got a stamp box. Oh, oh our men after our one. Oh, yeah. 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 We love them. Oh, yeah. they're br- we love them, yeah. yeah. Well, I play voodoo on a Thursday and it's a nightclub. Yeah. So that's all they want. Yeah, they want to dance. So they want. Christ, to you can do a lot with a stamp box and a guitar. Yes. Your voice, yeah. 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 murder, murder. Yeah. It just yeah. lifts it like. Oh, it does. Yeah, it brings another dimension yeah. to I it f- completely. Like. I find that I've a f- uh, fiddle. We have a two-piece uh, myself and Jason Perry. Um, the dust, dusty guns. Guitar, fiddle, and my. Is that voice. the name of the two-piece? Dusty guns. The dusty guns. Mm. And do you, do you come on stage and you go? No, it's not to do with, the, with muscles. <laughs> Go no, I won't even tell you where the story, where the name of the band came from. But I'm sure that's half the crack. Yeah, yeah. But the um, I find with the fiddle and guitar and just the, it actually balances out the sound. It's very high end. Yeah, and so you, you can yeah, really yeah, kind of mellow it. To, yeah, you know, for certain underneath. songs, it really works. Yeah. Help, it helps. Like, but, yeah. Um, well, you see, I'm not very technical, and I don't have a clue about sound, but. I put a smiley face on my EQ back when we did EQs 20 years ago, but it's still the way. So my bass kit or my guitar is very bassy. So even without the sandbox, you just got that yeah, full yeah. thing. And that kept me going for a long time. And uh, the sandbox then lifted it. Yeah. Lifted it. What sandbox do you use out of interest? I had a logarithm, which was the analog one, which was just uh, an empty box with a mic Pretty in it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you'd fierce feedback issues and you know, it depended right. where you hit it. Yeah. So I went away and got a digital one. It's the best yeah. thing ever. Got the... Um, Finhall or uh, they were going it starts with a Q I think 
or quantum something yeah. like that. but it's actually it's very it's got looping and it's got different sounds but i don't use any of that yeah yeah um oh. but it's brilliant. they're the same every night when you plug them in so you're just triggering a yeah, sample exactly, like, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter how hard you hit it or like, because yeah, if one. you think of it i'm on my right foot for two hours because yeah. you're yeah. stamping with your left you know and yeah. the older you get then the harder it is, you know. I come home, I'm, I'm crippled. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you ever try any other gimmicks, a bit of looping or a bit of? No, because you see, I, like, I think I'm a. I, I wouldn't call myself a musician. I just go in and do whatever they want me to do. But looping, it gets too. It gets too technical, and you can't be there. Hang on a second, there. I know. Yeah. It's just, it's just when it's I go in, it's just bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. Yeah. And whatever they want, you know, Galway Girl, Whitney Houston. Uh, I was known to play the central song for years. Uh, You're not precious over what you play. No, you see, that's like, yeah, no, I'm not at all. If it just gets you dancing or puts a smile on your face. And, and, and it puts a smile on your face. Or does that matter? Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's good to enjoy your work, you know I mean? Yeah. Um, I would have given out about work like we all do but over COVID. You just realize how lucky we were. Yeah. 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 You know, you go in and you dance around for two hours like a langer. Yeah. And you get paid. In a nice, warm dry pub as Mike Carey said one time you could be out in a building site scraping ice off a shovel before like you know in what I mean in the dark yeah, yeah. Like, fucking January at 8 o'clock yeah, yeah. Just shouting at you yeah. for 100 quid a day absolutely yeah. big difference there big like, difference, yeah. the pub. you can't give out about it no yeah. especially yeah. it's a privileged position Pat. Yeah. unbelievably so yeah you know, even for me I don't sing I play bass I think I'm blissed I thank my lucky stars that I can go into a pub with a band yeah, yeah but, but you have to be good enough to be able to do that then too. Yeah. Like, you know, well, it's they'll, not find, they'll find you out anyway. Yeah. An Irish crowd will find you out. Like. Or they'll let you know as well. They'll let you know. They'll be, take pride in letting you know, if, you know. Not, if you're not doing your, right, your job right. Yes. Right. Which is funny. Like, you need thick skin in this business anyway. You do, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then after after doing town as well, I fell in with a guy in Killarney called Pat Sheehan, who was a gent, and he owns pretty much most of Kerry. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, and so I was gigging for him three or four nights a week. So at one stage I was doing, at once I was doing 10 gigs a week for a couple this of years. This is weird. I, that I was, is mint. I was uh, gigging. Wow. Well, it was every night and two on a Friday and three yeah. on a Sunday. I was in the Grand last Wednesday night with a band and uh, I came out of the toilet and you know the Kerry gang they'll approach you inside in the jacks to shake your hand like. Yeah. This fella came up to me and said, uh, he said, uh, how are you doing? Where'd you come from? I said, Middleton. All right. Uh, uh, he said, Sheehan is my name. It's, this isn't our place, but we've a few places around the place. A tall, baldy head, and kind of. Uh, no, maybe it was a bit like. No, actually, he had a hat on. It was quite a tall fella. <laughs> yeah. Quite I a tell tall you, guy and a, a real Kerry accent, like a strong. So that man now, and uh, I won't put a number on it, but he's he's on a different scale. He's in the millions and millions. He owns everything from Killarney to Knocknagashal, and. He'd be in collecting glasses and Maxorley's at one o'clock in the morning. Does he have Maxorley's? Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, and many more. And uh, if you don't know him, if you don't know him, you meet him. Oh, yeah, I just started. Uh, I'm going to be head collector collect now soon, you know. He's but millions. the man is is unbelievable. He didn't talk with you and the Jacks. Yeah, and the Jacks, he approached me. Pat Sheehan, Sheehan is my name, he yeah. said. And I was wondering, why is he approaching people and asking them, that's it now? He Those fellas are always networking. He had you copped. You know yeah. <coughs> Come here. Um, I, w- I don't want to jump ahead now, but I want to go. What age were you when you went on um, the TV show? The first one, uh, Crime Watch. Crime. <laughs> 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 the yeah, the I think it was on the same episode, which uh, <laughs> a different incident. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it was uh, it was Euro Star, wasn't it? Yeah, it was two thousand and eight. So that would uh, make me quick maths. That made. Yeah. When was I born? I don't know. The what 80, are you? Eighty three. You were born in eighty three. Yes. You're forty. So, forty. So, forty. Forty this year. 40, yeah. Not yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. So seventeen and eight. Twenty five. 25 on the show so you had gig- a lot of gigging under your belt before you went on a lot it. of gigging and that wasn't my first year so either we got through to the last 30 on two or three of them go away we used to have great crack great fun met a load of friends and you'd you go to Waterford and you'd be in the queue all day singing songs go away and then you get through and then you'd stay that night even though you didn't get through you'd have the crack and it was pre-X Factor wasn't it the X Factor was I'm unsure I think it was this was I remember it was just know. an absolute you know, I know people watch them on the telly but this was the type of thing that the whole country sat down and watched. Like, yes. you know, yeah. Like it was before remember, like, yeah. you had all these Netflixes and a choice of the world to watch. You know, when yeah. RTE, when Irish television had a good show yeah. or a show that clicked, literally the whole country watched it. Everyone you know? was talking about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It uh, was one of them, wasn't it? It was. And even I was on the tail end of that. I mean, it make it your heart on the first one. That was the pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, but it was still, it was still high viewership uh, in 2008. And it was uh, it was unbelievable. The Voice then was lesser viewership then because The Voice then was seven years later. So you know people had Netflix at that stage, but it was still yeah. it was still good. You had already a lot of experience out of that, and then you made the decision to go onto the X Factor style show. Yeah, did that drive your diary of bookings absolutely crazy when you went on that? Well, I, this is a that's a whole other podcast, but. Um, it meant we could up our price for a while. But yeah. you see, I was playing all my usual venues with friends, so I didn't up the price on them. That's what I was going to say. So you've got gigs in the book anyway that you have to honour. And you've taken these gigs before you've gone on a show not knowing what success is going to come out of the show. I yes. had this discussion with Jamie Stanton because he was mm-hmm. on The Voice. And I said, Jamie, you know, you've got these gigs in the book already with six months. You're going to have to do them. You agreed a price before it kicked off. Yeah. And that success that comes off the back of something like that in the television that never that, that never lasts forever well I actually stopped kicking for six months after that went into a deep dark hole for a while did you yeah do you mind talking about that yeah, there's not much to say just, you to, just what to, was it what? depressed off my rocker yeah was and it just, was it you geez. wanted to win it or was it just everything well, yeah, that well, we, well they make you think that you're going to take over the world there's a lot of manipulation on them oh, but you're just on a conveyor belt that's yeah. another podcast now but so like I, I I was fifth, maybe sixth, just I, the second last show. I couldn't even get extra tickets to the final. They wouldn't give them to you? No. Oh, for God's And sake. I mean, even well, if you did win it, what's there? Winning it is the worst thing that'll ever happen to you. It is, yeah. Because you'll be tied into a contract, you can't gig, they won't get you gigs. Yeah. And uh, they'll wheel you out next year for, here's the, the winner last year's show. That's it. Like, So... Would you advise uh, sorry, someone no. to go and do it? I would. Sorry, this sounds very negative now, and it's, there's a lot of positive about it. But in reality, it's a conveyor belt yeah. for RTE and Chinoil to do well to make money and put on good TV, and you're just collateral damage. Yeah. Even if you win, it's it's you, a kiss you, of death. You're a prop on the show. But you're, they don't even get you gigs after, you know? No, no. Um, there's no duty of care there at all. Just fucking squeeze you. Squeeze yeah, yeah. That's and, it. And see what, what happened then is I went back on The Voice in 2015. But I said, I'm going to use these guys. Like So I had the band ready to go. The I wedding knew, band. I remember that yeah. at the time. I met Ornus. Yeah, so, I, yeah. He said to me, yeah, this has gone in with a different plan, he said. Yeah. This is... 
they're not going to nurture you after you finish, no matter how no, you do. No. But you can sell yourself. I tell you what, Ernest is um, detrimental, isn't the word, but he's a key factor in uh, where I am today. Like he was, I always knew I'd end up in a wedding band, but I thought maybe I might get famous for a bit beforehand or whatever. But he said, when you go on the show now, you need to come out better than you were going in. So we got the band ready and we said, we just need to get on TV for a few weeks. And then the minute we're gone, then we're like, hey. Yeah, you're there yeah. ready to go with a product to sell. Yes, so you're using the show to promote a product. Exactly. And then and that's kind of, yeah, yeah, using it to your advantage. Which is brilliant. And then we came off and starting a wedding band is very hard because you don't get gigs till you do gigs. It's a catch 22. But we hit the ground running then, we you know, with a, we maybe had 20 or 30 weddings the first year, which is great. That's great. And then yeah. the second year that doubles and then you go up. And But then on The Voice, I was there seeing like all my family were on the first one in, in your star, like yeah. getting buses up to Dublin, 40, 50, 60 people. This is it. He's going to win. Spending money on votes. Yeah. That's another story. I mean, we had a lash of money. It was 24-hour voting. We had a lash of money ready for the final. Thank God we didn't get through to the final. Because he would have spent the money on votes. Like. Yeah. We, we had a, a deal with a phone company where we had just picked numbers, but it's not far off. We had 10 grand. They would have gave us 13 grand's worth of credit over three phones that you didn't have to top up. So you just go bang, 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 bang. Isn't that kind of duping the stats, though, a bit like tricking the numbers? But they were all at it. Oh, they're all at it, yeah, yeah. If you didn't, sure, you, you were fucking left yeah. behind. Yeah. But, but I mean, this is a different part. But we, during Eurostar as well, I was going around with a four man team to all the schools doing gigs and concerts, videoing it, and then putting it up on YouTube. They're all set up on YouTube and they're great to look back on. Yeah. But we were touring the country, like. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so the the best thing about the voice then is, or the worst thing is, I was in the voice and we were in a better place. I was older, I was wiser. But then you see all these parents with their kids, and they think they're doing them a favor, bringing them in. God. No, it might be they might have a great experience, you know. But just well, I have never met anyone who did, and I know a lot of fellas who went through the yeah, ranks yeah. of it. I never met anyone who came out and said I was fucking glad I did that. That was great. Yeah. No, I am glad I did it. Yeah. For, I am. For your yeah, own you character. But you had the wherewithal to use it as a springboard. Most people wouldn't think well, to I'm do that. Well, I'm glad I did your start too because like, there's still people come up to me going. You were on your side. Yeah. yeah. And My mum is mad about you. But she that, knows I'm podcasting. I said, who have you known? I said, Pat. I said, Get away. <laughs> the <laughs> yes. podcast was after going massive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was Presley done. You know? What's uh, your mum's name again? Sheila. 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 Lovely to chat to you. <laughs> you have you have a hero of a son. Jesus, yeah, she have a, yeah. you have a brother on, do you? No. Owen <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a gent. As you moved, it was a massive section of your life. But as you said, yeah, it, it, you used it when you went back as a, a as kind of a promotional tool, as opposed to I want reason. to win this. I'm invested you in winning. Yeah. The winner was backpacking shells and duns four months later. Like, this is it, like yeah. God bless him, Patrick. And, you know, yeah. I remember playing a gig in Cove, and you know, we're, we were told stop doing the announcing the, the winner. The, yeah, and uh, we had to stop mid song. While they turned up the telly and see Jamie Stanton progress to the next, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Fucking hell!" You know what I mean? And yeah, then, you know, Jamie phoned after. Then well, Jamie's a rocker. He wanted to rock. Mm-hmm. He found that there was a lot of kids expecting him to be like he was on the show, where his live show was something completely different. Yeah. And it kind of boxed him in. I don't want to speak because he's not here. He's we'd have him back on the podcast <coughs> to, to speak about it. Maybe it just comes with a lot of. 
unknown difficulties, doesn't it? The, the reality it's, TV thing. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's 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 huge because you you you're gigging all week, and then you go up you go up there on a Thursday, you pre-record your song, you pick your song, you rehearse it, you do dry rehearsals, and they have you on the late late show on the Friday night, and they you go rehearse on Saturday, then you do the show on the Sunday, and then I go back down on Monday and start the whole thing again, like you know. Yeah. Um, but it, like it was, it was an incredible time, and we have super memories. We're super. I mean, we've read uh, footage of it. That's great promo. That's great I know it have, is. Yeah. It is fifteen years old. Now, I know. I know. You know, but um, but a major name, a household name as well. You for know? A, a small bit, yeah. Like it, it did, and um, I'm very thankful for it. But uh, just buyer beware. You know, if someone going into it, you have to know. Like you know, and I'd love to sit down and with tell some them. of the young people. Would you love to sit down with them? Oh, and just absolutely, say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's valuable knowledge. I just saw it up in the voice and you saw him going in and they just have every hope they have pinned on it. And the, the organisers know that, like the production team know that. They know. And it just it just depends on what they're looking for that year, you know. Yeah. Like when I was on it, they didn't want me to win, like so they gave me, they did everything they could to stifle it, like, you know, and, yeah. and they, they know from the start who they kind of want to go, you know. Yeah. And if the public kind of get behind that then as well, they're they're winning, you know. Yeah. I get you, yeah. Um, Jesus, these are mad insights, aren't they? I yeah. never thought about. Yeah, it. that's there's loads, and I because I, I, I don't want to sound. Hour hour on it, I don't like, want to yeah. sound negative because, but there is. But by the time you have to know what it is, it's a conveyor belt. It's they're making good TV. Not they're not out for you. They're out to make good TV. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Could you stay in the limelight? You think? Did you like that? I loved it. Did loved you? It, yeah. Could you maintain that? Would you be happy there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen um, the, the the famous Monday Club gigs like you. You yeah. had a quite a strong following of females. Yeah, but and young but, men. But, you know, as soon as they talk to yeah. you after two or three minutes, then they're like, oh, yeah, we don't like him. <laughs> Once they get to know you, they don't like you. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, it's, no, uh, it wasn't a massive level of notoriety. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? It like, was really. It was a bit. It was like, really. It was, I mean, underestimating it a bit. Yeah, I mean, definitely yeah, a step up. As like, far as putting bums in seats in Cork. Yeah, but you have put more bums in seats. I know, like we could go way back in the years and we could talk about Kieran Kramer before we could talk about yeah. the Dixies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, unbelievable. But yeah. you'd be up there with the biggest floor that. fillers in Cork. I don't know about 100%. that. Hundred percent. But I want to say, there's no one waiting outside your door. No paparazzi. But isn't that great? Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is, you're not at that level. Like, so it's it's not it's not debilitating to live with, or it wasn't. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But isn't it a nice balance of? Being admired amongst your peers where you live, but also being able to do the shopping. You know what I mean? I mean, you were filling venues with your music and your brand, which is yourself. Yeah, well, I I always think that um, don't don't rely on me to fill the place, but whoever's there will stay. And I'd be confident enough of that. So, like, if you're hiring me and go, I'm not going to fill the place for you. You People come, great. Yeah. But whoever's there will stay. And that's that's what I. But it. you've been filling places consistently for about fifteen years in the city. Places that might be filled anyway. No, like, you know, no. Anyway, anyway. Be, yeah, I know you're being modest, but it's true. Like you know, you you you're as you're a booking agents or venues dream. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just I just know I can do my job. I know I can keep people happy. Uh, in most venues, you what's know what the I mean? key to that? Is it the set list? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. How much of it is the set list? It's a, it's don't it's a good bit of the set list and just interacting with people. Yeah, interaction is huge. Interaction it? is huge. But is, the, is there a set list you probably like feel out the room? Do you? 
I tell you at what, this the, stage. Uh, well, you see, I'm playing. I'm playing a lot of the same venues <coughs> for a long time, which I'm lucky. And the set list is is it changes obviously, but the core is there, and then yeah. new songs come along, which are getting fewer and fewer. Yeah, um, yeah I know. Yeah, but yeah. you tweak it then with the newer songs. But the core set list is always there. Well, so I'd have a different set list for Limerick. I'd have a different set list for the students. Uh, I used to do a lovely gig in Soho on a Friday evening. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's the stuff you could play whatever you want. So I'd play all the nice songs there. Yeah. Uh, so you'd have different set lists for different venues, but um, definitely uh, set list and interaction. It has to, well, my word's not gospel here, no, but yeah. that's just what I find, you know. Do you and, still enjoy it? And sorry, you have to look like you're having fun. Yeah. yeah. No one wants yeah. to see you up there with a frown on your face. It's true. Oh, no, no. Staring at your shoes. I think, uh, you have looking to at the clock. Yes, yeah. Connor O'Brien said that, you know, he said, move more. Like, you know, just kind of. If, but I asked, yeah. I asked Connor, you know, because Connor would have been, you know, number one kind of sound engineer in the old oak when the old oak were getting top. Fucking yes, yeah. I remember going to see like Blue Moose massive Blue, bands yeah. on a band, ca- a band called Le Monday. Oh, Savage, yeah. Yeah. Incredible, yeah. like yeah. And I asked them what did all the big popular successful one have what did they all have in common like? So what was the common denominator across the board? And he said charisma. Yeah. Outside of secondary even to talent. Yeah. Oh charisma. my <laughs> Come here. No. What I do is I surround myself with good musicians and then I Dance around like an idiot. Well, I don't know about that because I want to talk to you about your the side project you did a couple of years ago when you did a Eric Clapton night. Amazing, yeah. Unplugged night. Now, now it wasn't just a night; it was a run of gigs for uh, for uh, 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 as a, as a, he recreated the Eric Clapton unplugged MTV unplugged session. Yes, wasn't it? yeah, which which was great because and you played it. all the lead guitar on it. Yes, all the acoustic lead guitar. Yes, I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very bad now, but it was it was. Three or four years before COVID, we did it two years. With the first year, we did it in the Everyman and the INEC, and then the second year, we did it in the Triscoll. And the um, big room in the INEC. No, the, the acoustic, acoustic room. club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the whole Everyman though, and um, Everyman. Though. There's no one doing. Has it? Has There's a Nirvana done? one coming up but in the room. Clapton. Uh, uh, no, I t- I, I, there's I, a Nirvana one coming up. There's yeah. a Nirvana one. So coming the thing up. about Clapton good. was, I thought, I have many ideas. I think are going to take over the world, and I thought this was one. I said, we'll do Clapton. I, so I went away and I bought Unplugged.ie and the whole shebang, the website and everything. Oh, so you owned, you were the driving force behind it, Unplugged.ie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and, um, okay. And then I was like, sure, after we finish with Clapton, does Paul Simon? Yeah. Everyone's done him. I said, yeah. I'm made for life here. Yeah. And there was months of rehearsal because it was note for note. No, and I, I, I let modesty go away now. It was note for note. Uh, had three backing singers. He only had two. Uh, my wife was one of them. And... Um, it was, it was, it was brilliant. And was Clapton a, a massive big influence on you? Massive, yeah. So Can I, I put you on the spot? Go for it. I'm gonna ask you to play a song. Absolutely. I don't know if you still have it, but it's my girlfriend's favorite song. So it was on the Clapton Unplugged. Yeah. Please be one I, I play still. Go on. Oh yeah, we can always cut Tears this. Tears in heaven. Her no. favorite song is "If I Could Change the World." Oh yes, you can do that. What's your Mrs. Name? Jessica. Jessica, Jessica you yeah. have fantastic taste in men and songs. One of my two gigs. I tell you why. There you go. She'll be delighted with me. I can reach the stars, pull one down for you, shining on the heart. 
so you could see the truth. Then this love I have inside is everything it seems. Before now I find it's only in my dreams. I can change the world. I will be the sunlight in your universe You would think my love was really something good If I could change the world If I could change the world Jessica, what an amazing, amazing favorite song. I got it wrong. It wasn't my father's eyes. Thank God. Because we we have actually an amazing, I recorded the whole gig as well. And um, it it even sounds great recorded. And it wasn't mixed or anything. And um, and, uh, my father's eyes on the Unplugged album, um, he didn't. So this is a boring fact now, but he, he brought it up properly on the Pilgrim album. Okay. And he had great backing vocals on it. But when he tried it on the unplugged, he didn't have the backing vocals. So I, I did the acoustic version that he did, but I added the backing vocals from when he re- released it, mm. and it was amazing. Did you use your band? Yes, or oh, you that dra- was, the, and you drafting extras. That was the whole thinking behind it because um, January, well, January is very busy these days, but back then January would have been quite enough or November. So it was just a you'd use that month to do something nice. And um, keep the lads busy, and the lads are super musicians, so they're well up for it, and um, they're delighted enough to play wagon wheel or Galway girl, you know. Yeah. See, that was a labour of love, though. I suppose the it idea was. was this will be a kind of a, a good financial venture, but oh, absolutely, yeah, the yeah. amount of work that goes into it. There's bananas, and I'll probably say it on the podcast again. So I put my heart and soul into it. Tickets were a slow burner. And then we got five something in the end. But it was a slow burner. and um, But it was still incredible, right? Do How you know? much of the Eric Clapton thing was to keep the lads busy, as you said, in January? And how much of it was setting a goal for yourself and saying, this is something I want to do? It's it, was, it was 80% that, yeah. Because yeah. we could have so. got a few a few uh, gigs, all right, if we really looked, you know, but... Um, Something I always wanted to do, and I thought we were onto a winner. Like I said, I mean, after Clapton, the world is your oyster. Paul yeah. Simon, uh, Rollings, everyone did an unplugged. They did. So yeah. I said, license the print money here and play yeah. good music. And they're lovely gigs. They're way different yeah. when there's five hundred people sitting down who paid to come, paid to come, and they're they're watching every everything, like you know, which is daunting. But uh, it's a lot when. When they clapped in afterwards, like oh, yeah. I love the um, yeah. Dylan one for some reason. I th- just that yeah, great really one. They were all on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Springsteen, you know, um, Springsteen did one. You yeah. name it, they did it. Or or else, if they didn't do that, they did a VH1 storytellers. storytellers. That was but the, you, yeah. could, you could rap that. that. What's the first song on that unplugged? Eric Clapton. Sign. Oh yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, instrumental. Yeah. yeah. And the last one is San Francisco. Is this? I can't. Or, I got yeah. my blues from a bit. It's like as if yeah. he somebody shouted it up and do that one. But there's a few. He like, doesn't really no, know the words the, in the it. The last like. song on the album is "Rolling and Tumbling," and it's oh, only it is, yeah, it's only about one. a minute and a half because it's he, in that G that that 
Yeah, he only tried it. And yeah, he only half knew the words. Yes, yeah. Is there any 12 bar blues one that we could have a jam of, Corky? There's the one we've played it. Sweet Home Chicago. Do you know who played it on a bazooki? You haven't heard this yet. It was Owen Jordan. Oh, did he, yeah? Yeah. But we could bang up plenty of 12 bar blues. Let's have a blues jam. Oh, here we go. Now we're talking my language. Give me a little bit of Wellington boot there, Corky. Oh, yeah. What key are we doing this one in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody passed me by I went down to the crossroads Fell down on my knees I went down to the crossroads Fell down on my knees Beg love and mercy Crying if you please Hey Dave, you got something? Banjo solo on a clapping. You didn't. You might yet. God is good. Brilliant. No, while we're on the topic of the blues, a couple of years ago I noticed you were doing gigs, another kind of sideline that you're doing with Pat Horgan, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I wasn't doing gigs with Pat Horgan. What we did was Dwyer's were. Friday evenings. No, they were Monday nights. Monday nights. Which was beautiful. They gave us money to play the blues on a Monday night. You and one of the all-time greats, Cork, from the 
Lee Delta Blues Club, Pat Horgan, I mean. Yeah, he's that's where I was introduced to the blues, Pat Horgan and the Dizzy Blues yeah. down in Pat Johnson's pub, the old Pat Johnson's. Now we're talking. On a I, Thursday night. I said this to, uh, on the podcast before, but a teacher, I was in school, I never was ever good in school. He taught me if I passed my pre's in the junior cert, he'd take me somewhere that I didn't, he'd show me somewhere. So I passed it and he gave me the address of a pub up and just over on the north side, over yeah. the bridge. I arrived and it was, it was Kevin Ford, the keys player. Yes, yeah. Incredible. So I walked in the door and... He was a teacher of yours? He was a teacher of the no tech, way. He was my maths teacher and he kind of copped that I was in a band but never taught me I'm he sure was... What teachers would do that? I know. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, exactly. And it's just yeah. all of a sudden... I walked in the door. I didn't even know pale places in Cork existed yeah. like this. He opened the door. It was like Willy Wonka's chocolate. Savage. Joe Cal from Harkett yeah. is in there. This fella's trench coat with all the harmonicas underneath. Yeah, like class. A, you had fellas like uh, uh, Christy Healy, uh, uh, Roundy, yeah. uh, R.I.P. Uh, you had um, uh, Dickie Pender from Cove. All these boys from, were in... Donald Holland, my uncle, was Donald in his was first in band with Pat, with Pat Horgan. Get away. They were called um, Seagull. And they were huge in Cove. So when I went down to play in Cove in Pillars, they, we got chatting to people and they were like, do you remember uh, Seagull? And I was like, that's actually that's my, my uncle. uncle. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I walked into this place. I thought it was I thought it was like from a movie. Incredible. You know? The bathrooms were outdoors. Yeah. And don't, you, if you wanted to smoke fag, you went down into a, a kind of a trap yeah. door. Uh, and they said, uh, oh, yeah. He read the bathroom. Do you ring the band? I said, yeah, the boys are there. I said, oh, yeah, the bass is on every good house in there. So I just... You know, yeah. get up, sit up the front, and when you're called, just go up and play it. Don't, yeah. don't let me down. And they kind of wrapped their Sad. arms around us, you know. I don't know how to describe it. It just, you know, for the lads I was hanging around at the time, school wasn't for us. Yeah, I would and say we, didn't, it, we yeah. had no one that we could kind of relate to. And next thing we found all these guys, you know. And they were, you know, I mean, like I said, some of them doctors, <laughs> solicitors, teachers. But at the last Tuesday of every month, they all met in this car, yeah. pub and just played the best. Unbelievable. Uh, they're incredible. Like, they're yeah. still doing it down the road, I think. Yeah, Pat Horgan's living in Spain now, so he's not there that much. So there's a guy called Morris McElroy driving it. Right. And um, so it, the blues is every Thursday, and then the last Thursday, they want to have the jam. The jam. Where, they call people where people are allowed to come up. And the corner house is a super venue as well. Like it's, it's it's, it is perfect. Yeah. Do you think that's a Cork thing? It's the Gallagher yeah. thing has a huge influence yeah. on the blues in Cork. It's a, it's a Rory Gallagher kind of thing. Because all these guys it's would have been of that. Vintage. Fellas keeping it alive in yeah. a sense, yeah. nearly, yeah. And, I, and it's funny, it was only after I mentioned it to a few musicians who would be younger and around my age and younger, and they were like, Oh, yeah, they used to take us up and they used to do kind of. They were very supportive. They were like, supportive of people, yeah, like, yeah. you know. And these are all fellas, you know, inside in the pub, neck and vines, but they, you know. The fucking Christmas jam up there was just, you couldn't get in awesome. the door. Like, yeah. You know, it was wild. It, magic, like. absolutely magic. Is this yeah. an unplugged kind of session? No, like, man, there was, all... a, there was a desk up on the wall, sideways, yes. bolted yeah, to the wall, fucking... and the PA was up, and it was literally drum kit, full shebang, keys, everything Jesus is there, Christ. and the playing. Yeah. Like, you actually, yeah. I didn't nice know there was yeah, fellas in Cork. I was told it's Playing this well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> What age you when you went up there now? Fucking too young to be there. Your yeah, mother, same. Though, you, did, you, did you tell your mother we were going? Your father was sat next to me. Brilliant. He took yeah. you up. Brilliant, father yeah. fucking, if mother yeah. collected us, father was brilliant fucking. Like. <laughs> when the mother came up for you days. Collected us, yeah, and the father was brilliant. And we used to stop, me and the whole band I was in, and, and, and my dad, and we'd stop for, uh, uh, what's the chicken, the hillbillies on yes. the way home. Stop and it was just, the whole month we'd be looking forward to this. And yeah. 
Blues is strong in Cork and those fellas, I don't know, wouldn't you love to rap and fucking ice and preserve them or something? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean... And they have an album, oh, they brought out an album and it's incredible. Disease. Like, yeah, 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 I have it at home on CD. It's insulating my attic with all my rest of my CDs, but... Um, I have, still have CDs. I don't have the heart to let them go. Like. I have thousands of tapes and CDs and records and computer games, but the missus made me drum all up in the attic. The blues thing on the Monday evenings in the wires, you comprised a band for that too. That wasn't just... It was my band. That. It was a wedding band. Again, just make it work I see Shane Coleman doing... Or not yet. Did I see um, Shane Weldon doing one with you, no? I Did don't think so. He one? was in there. No, Shane, uh, best friends of Shane, we used to do a little jam session as well with Morris McElroy and Mark McCarthy and Shane Weldon. And it was just four of us sitting around. It started off unplugged. And then yeah. we just uh, plugged it in. And it Where was, was just... Where was that? It off on Twins O'Brien... Oh, yeah. Which was next to Clancy's, which is now used to be the Marlborough Lounge, and now it's something else uh, again. Yeah, it's number twenty-one Marlborough Street mm-hmm. or something like that. Started off in there, and um, we brought it to Soho. We brought the Sober Lane over the years. That's right, yeah. It's br- and it's just you sit down, we play what we want, and um, and the harmonies. The har- I I love harmonies, and the lads are incredible at it. I often have this discussion with people on the podcast and outside of it. How important is it? No, I know you do love your set. I know you love your band. I do know you love playing the songs you do at weddings. It's no question. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But how important is it to have another outside project that you absolutely love, where you're the one you're trying to please? I mean, me. it's a contentious issue on the podcast. Me and Mike sometimes disagree on it. If given the opportunity to go out and play whatever you want, yeah, how important is it to do that every now and again? It just doesn't pay the bills, that's all. I know it doesn't, but... Yeah. It is, it is. If you can do it, like, um, Dwyer's paid us, and it was great. And um, it was it was absolutely amazing. But after a few weeks then, um, it wasn't dragging in the crowds that it was supposed to be. So to let it go, but we got a lovely few weeks out of it. and um, It wasn't dragging in the crowds to Dwyer's Soho, but if you did that in Charlie's or... Poor relation, no. yeah. Something oh, yeah, like it would have been br- but you see, they want Saturday nights, yeah, they want okay, Friday yeah. nights, you know, and that's and we're working then, you know. Um, you don't fancy doing it in Middleton so I can go every single week and listen <laughs> because that is something I'd be all over. And the lads, the lads have asked me, can we do it again? But it's just finding a venue, finding time, time is hard, yeah. you know, you know, with, with the twins at home, and um, so it doesn't pay, the, it doesn't pay the bills, oh, like, and if you're in the commercial game of of, of, of of weddings and the corporate scene which you are you know at the top end of right mm. you have to appeal to as many people as possible and yeah but no, I see where you're coming from I, like it, and it is I'm very lucky that Cork is great and we have friends in, in venues and I know if I rang up any of those lads they'd give us a gig and they'd pay us a few quid oh, yeah. I know that for a fact but then there's we haven't played in, since before Covid so we'd have to go rehearsing so that's time again yeah, it just comes. So I think in my scenario, there's twins at home. We have the wedding band going. We have the wedding cars going. I do hire and gear rental as well. So there's a yeah. lot going on. So, so what's the outlet? What's your outlet? What's your release? Exercise, I suppose. Is it? And you have a motorbike. Yes. Yeah, but I don't get to drive it that often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's important, I think, to you know have when music becomes your job, like it did. Like I was doing music. For all of us, like, yeah. 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 We have all had a period in our life where we were dependent on music. Yeah. Um, what your hobby that once was becomes your job. Yes. So it's time then to find another hobby outside of music, you know? Yeah. 
you need an outlet you need a yes very like what mike what would you do i uh I like machinery and stuff, you know, so I could kind of enjoy that outside of music. Music was my hobby. Like, yes. this is a kind of a strange one for me because I used to love to write music, like, and I got into the pub the pub thing then, and it just derailed the whole lot. It does, I, because I, I you can't do both. There. You can't, there's people trying to do there. both. You can't do both. You can't no. be, you can't uh, charge people 20 quid and see songs they've never heard, and then they can go see it for free. And probably a better gig down next week. Like, you and know? I went down the route of doing, trying to do both and calling the band one thing when you're in the pub and then calling it another yes. thing. And you can't, but the people going, they don't make they distinction. They know, like, yeah. yeah. They don't, so no, you they can't don't. actually. You can't, do, no. You can't do both, like. No, unless, I've often, you could be recording away and put it up on Spotify and you might grow an audience outside Cork or Munster or the country, but you can't, you can't be gigging two different things. And charging mm. people for one and giving the other for free. That's it, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And going. then you'll have the, 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 the complexity of the people who saw you doing Galway Girl on Saturday night in town coming to a Friday night ticketed gig, sitting down and looking for you to do that again, you yeah. know? They don't distinguish between the two. Yeah, but surely if no. you're writing songs and you're organising gigs, like, the people that come to those original gigs are there to hear your original music like are they you'd be surprised what about the, just... what about the, uh, the 500 people that you entertained <laughs> at the weekend who heard you doing covers or rebel songs or whatever and they said they're going to go just say this. oh he's in thing tonight it's 20 to get in we'll be going he was great the other night and then they go in there and they sit there and you're playing your own stuff they're fucking devastated you yeah. know yeah it's tough Crushing, you can't yeah. do both. it's been tried and it's not it, it hasn't worked okay. we use j90 yeah. as an example find yeah. a band as you know, commercially successful and well known. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. the lads are brilliant. They try and push original stuff, and they find themselves hitting a wall. From what I can see, yeah, a commercial release is yeah. yet to come from that camp. You know, Blue Moose tried it as well. They had a an alter ego, Sonic Youth, maybe or Sonic something. But the same, it just yeah. Big Generator know. did it back in the day. Yeah, they tried to do an original. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Even if you devote all your time to an original thing. Is it hard to shake, you know, if you, the, the other thing? My, it depends question, on my question is, my question is, you spend 30 years playing everybody's songs. You play country, you play blues, you play Irish, you play everything. How do you find what you are? Yeah, what are you? What what, what are you? Like, if if I write a song, what is it like? That's like, I, the, that's yeah. like an actor. Like, who that do you know who dawned, the real you is? Like, yeah, that kind of dawned on me when I was <clears throat> gigging like that and I had country, I had pop I used to do Justin Timberlake then I could do like oh, a blues off, no. one I know but not, I won't even attempt to tell you, tell you the song or even attempt to play it now but would I put you on the spot if I asked you to play <laughs> <laughs> that's a good impression I popped my head up there it's me he's doing <laughs> hold on I don't know yeah it's some. It's there somewhere oh, that's it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but anyway um, slightly aroused I was, <laughs> but um, yeah, it kind of trying to pick a new song, trying to get a couple of new songs for the set list, you know, mm-hmm. and not find nothing nabbing me. And I said, I had an idea of what I wanted to learn, maybe kind of genre wise, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And it dawned on me, sure, write me on. That's yeah. when I it kind okay. of, and then it was kind of it was certain minor chords, you know, kind of grungy. Yeah. Could do it at a folk gig, or I could. This could we could throw drums and electric on this. Okay, so you'd write. So a that's song. the kind of stuff 
I write kind of, you know. That now. could be put into different genres at any given time. Nearly, yeah. Yeah, could. You could be onto something there, like yeah, mm. but like like the Blues Brothers, uh, and and uh, they have to play a country that. song. You yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we do two types, country and western. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's it's it. But regardless, if you're doing the cover thing, and if you're as deep into the cover thing as you are, you're going to get people showing up to your original gigs saying, "Just fucking do God regular like you know. Yeah, it's hard to get yeah, away yeah. from that. And I know what you're saying. You can't do both. Yeah, and I've more, I've often wondered that. But you can, can you? You can, and I just, I just know from all the people who've tried it. Yeah, you've seen it happen. Like. And they're extremely good, but you yeah. just you can't mix the two, right? I know, I know. Tell me, what is the secret? The the the, the Pat Fitz band now, which is a busy you know, entity in the world of weddings as well as corporate stuff, private parties, and then when it comes to pub gigs, when you see them, it's a, it's a high-end pub gig you're doing, you know. You know we, it is. We're not going to see the Panthers band in our local day club on a Sunday evening. No, because um, I'm going to leave modesty aside now, just for, but it's, it's, it's a show. We have massive lights, blinders, hazers, top-class PA, separate sound engineer. Um, we have a separate set for the pubs, which I, I love. Mm. We some got some, you know, you get to play some really cool songs, but all crowd pleasers, and it's a radio station. There's no gap, yeah. And there's set pieces, and it's a set list, and um, so so it it, it like it, it is it is good. It's I, good. I, I, sorry, no, the modesty is home. It is no, it, but there's a lot. There's a lot gone into it. There's a lot of work gone into it. Like I mean, you would have invested a fortune because the PA has to be top of the line. Yeah, you've and, got and, a, and the van to carry it. You've got the van to carry it, and you've yeah. got uh, you've got Shane there. You know, on the desk yeah. at every gig, and you know you're depending on him. You know, all of that stuff is investment. What's the key? Because it is a successful venture. It's probably one it is, of the busiest wedding bands in the country, right? But yeah, everyone reaches a tier. You know, a tier as many yeah. as you can do, right? Yeah. What's the secret? It's you know what? It's not rocket science. Okay, it's well. not. We, I mean, you, and I've heard you speak about it. You know, you say wedding bands are playing the same thirty songs. They are. Mm. There's no doubt. But what you do is you do play the same 30 songs, but you play them as good as you can, mm. wrap them in a great show, a great product. And if you want, maybe squeeze in one thing that make you, that makes you stand out from the other. You know, so every wedding band is, you know, we're playing the same stuff, but hopefully they say, oh, Pat was great crack. He was dancing on tables. They have a dance off. We do a great boys versus girls dance off their set pieces. So hopefully we're playing the same songs everyone does. Which little things make a stand out, you know? Guys, we have the girls, okay? Two rounds each. Just two rounds. Just two rounds. Behave, behave. Listen up, okay? Stop. Jesus. Right. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So here's what's going to happen we have the ladies, we have the gentlemen. Try to find So when the girls are dancing, boys, when the girls are dancing, we're gonna behave. Okay, no, 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 be no one. And ladies, ladies, when the boys are dancing, no touchy touching, okay? No touchy touching, in there now. Okay, so the first round for the girls, okay? Boys, give the girls a bit of space, so I can small one, please, let me know. Alright, girls. Girls, round one. 
Okay, the winners of round one. The winners of round one. The winners of round one are, hang on now, hang on. Clearly, uh, the girls. Like the band I have, they're all fantastic musicians. So I, you know, I say we do this song, they go in, they learn it, and it's incredible. And I just slot in, then like you know. Yeah, but who assembled them? At the very start, there was a, an agent called Billy Marnane of Ren Entertainment, right? Yeah. And he had a wedding band called the Marvels, who revolutionised the wedding band. They genuinely did. Right. This is boring now to people who are not in the wedding industry, oh. but before the Marvels, wedding bands did half an hour, took 10 minute break, did half an hour, oh. did 10 minute break, did half an hour, did 10 minute break. So uh, uh, the Marvels put on a show, uh, lights, big set, intro music, uh, costumes, you know, the red hat, they were the first to do all that. And uh, so he, he had an agent called Red Entertainment and Ernest uh, connected me with him and he put the band around me. So he had the lads assembled when I came off the show I see you seem to be giving yourself a lot there's a lot of modesty coming in and, and the point I'm trying to make is that talent is one thing to say it and hard work but as we say a lot of bands work hard and there's lots of great singers out there there's lots of great guitar players out there yeah but to have the vision and dedicate yourself to it the way you have is different but it's amazing because it allows me to do other things and it allows me do the wedding cars it allows me doing the sound hire it allows me but that's the same drive that's, that's made the Pat Fitz band what it is. Yeah. It's driving all those things. It's your own great determination. I mean, it would be easy for you to listen to the people who say, no, no, I won't do it all. I won't. You have to ignore that stuff, block it out. And Hey, look, once you get kicked off two national TV talent shows, you know, that's <laughs> water. I don't know, there was barely anyone looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's water off of a duck's arse. But um, hard work will, will get you a lot of places, like, and surround yourself with great people. Like, is that the trick? I think so. Yeah. family life then like on top of all that a lot of late nights and travelling and stuff you know yeah but it, there's ups and downs Mike as you as you yeah. know you like um, my deal with my missus is I gig Thursday to Sunday yeah and I'm at home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night alright and then but I'm at home working all day but I'm in the house so yeah. I have my office down there and but you're present I'm there and uh, with the twins it has to be more uh, regimental so we actually have the day split up into two shifts so she does the morning shifts when I'm working and I do the morning shifts. Mm. Uh, the nights I'm not working then. Yeah. So, which is great. So I'll do the half six to one o'clock and then I'll go into the office then till, well, the, the problem with weddings then is, as you know, is bride and grooms don't start organizing until they get home from work. Yeah, that's right, Yes. Yeah, you're dealing with the companies nine to five and then you have your dinner and then you go and you do an hour or two then with the, with the bride and grooms who are, you know, just finished work and they're starting there organization you know yeah uh, but I, I love what my missus gives out to me I, I love working like you love it yeah I yeah. love it yeah I, I do I genuinely even during COVID I couldn't you and half half of the musicians yeah, in Cork well, were down in, in the it's yeah. I just went out and I started walking into warehouses I said uh, do you need anything dropped anywhere yeah I need this in Dublin tomorrow I was like I'll okay go. <laughs> no yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then I walked into this other um, warehouse it was DHL I knew it was DHL but uh, this guy come over Pat how's it going yeah. I've known him briefly but he does a fantastic um, he was running a few 
uh, Vans and DHL, but on his side, he does a fantastic uh, George Michael tribute. That's right, yeah. Yeah. It's out of this world as yeah. well. He's and and so right. then he was like, Pat, and they were, sure. Uh, Kieran Kramer was up yeah. there, and, and sure, Brendan Courtney um, was up there. Yeah, and, and sure, DHL were never as busy. Yeah, 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 that's it. And yeah. then I was like, sure, what? All, every wedding band doesn't have a job. So I was like. And they all have vans. Yeah. yeah. You just dipped in and out, like, you know, and um, so, I, you know, it was great to be doing something. Yeah. I couldn't be sitting at home. I know. You're like a, I, I'd imagine f- f- you were probably like a caged animal. From, from well, like my, the vibe we, off you. you we we got married around. a year before and my wife married a man she thought would be missing four nights a week and there I was on oh. the couch next to her like, you know. I know, adjustment needed. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here as a matter of interest, who played your wedding? I was just going to ask him. No way. We got a fantastic band, but it, I, I wasn't stressed about it because... My family and Ashley's family are great crack. And so as long as the wedding band just did the wedding songs yeah. Yeah. and you put a beer in their hand and a bit of food in front of them, it was yeah. going to be a great wedding. Yeah. I want to talk to you about recording. You've been recording recently. Yes, and you're going to hate that as well. No, I'm not going to hate it. <laughs> I swear I was some sort of music snob down here in Dallas. Yeah, you're a hater. Well, I've been I've been listening, and the podcasts are brilliant. So actually, well done, lads. They're, they're thanks a lot, and thanks Thank for having me on. They're great. Cry. I listen to every one of them, and the banter is great. Yeah. And um, uh, what was the point? Oh, recording. So, uh, uh, I play in Voodoo every Thursday. Yeah. And it's all students, and for two or three months. There was girls coming up asking me for Travelling Soldier. It's a Dixie Chick song. Yeah, and I knew it. Yeah. It's slow and depressing. It is, yeah. yeah. It's like, really sad. I was like, I'm he not dies singing. in the end. Yeah. <laughs> in the end he dies. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what I want to know is where did, where did it come from? Do you know, like that song wasn't re-released by anyone. It but just same as Sweet Caroline is, is the biggest song of the year. It must be on TikTok or something. Um, this is a TikTok. There's yeah. another one as well, isn't it? The, the, the Amy McDonald song yeah. that just kisses yeah. the life. Yeah. This is the life. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Flying it. Um, Beeswing. Like, yes. There's a handful of them. Yes. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's just social media bringing them back. Like, and, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, she was coming ask, no, I'm not playing. It's a nightclub we're in. Like, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not playing that slow Dixie Chick song yeah, from the 90s. She kept on to me. So, so then I said, right, I'll learn a verse and a chorus and I'll, I'll slot it into a, a song and see how it yeah. goes, you know. And the place went bananas. Yeah, yep. we've bananas. all seen it. Mental. I've yeah. seen it. I've played yeah. with. A, I've dealt with a band who. Yeah. Who, and every, especially the women. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I went to Limerick, and they went even more bananas. Yeah. yeah. And I always wanted to record, and they said, "Right, this is the one. Let's just yeah. do it." Like, and the lads had never recorded with me, so we picked a great studio, Clay Castle. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, I didn't pick it because I knew it was on. I picked it because it looked brilliant online. You know, it yeah. looked the bee's knees and went down. It was the bee's knees. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, a big studio, big, you know, uh, vocal booth, drum booth, it, it had everything. And uh, we went down and recorded Travelling Soldiers, so hopefully it's going to be on in a few weeks. And um, we we just bastardised it, like... Your own version of it. That's the job. Yeah, we, we bastardised it. It needed jet. it. It did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuck in a stamp and a bit of ukulele Ooh, and a few back and forth. No, we don't have the stamp or the ukulele, but would you give us an old verse and a chorus of it on yeah, your own so we can have a listen? Yeah. This is an exclusive. This hasn't been heard yet anywhere. It's not out yet. It's an exclusive on the It's Our Music podcast. It's Pat Don't get, Fitz, don't get too excited. Travelling Soldier. Two days past 18 Waiting on a bus in his army green Sat down in a booth 
cafe there gave his order to a girl with the bow in her hair. He's a little shy, so she gave him a smile. Said, Would you mind sitting down for a while and talking to me? Feeling a little alone. She said, I'm off in an hour, and I know where we can go. They went down and sat on the pier Said I bet you got a boyfriend But I don't care I got no one To send a letter to Would you mind if I send one back here to you I cried Never gonna hold the hand of another guy Too young for him they told her Waiting for a love of a traveling soldier Our love would never end Waiting for a soldier to come back again Never more to be alone When a letter said Soldiers coming home mm, When a letter said Soldiers coming home Woohoo! Fantastic stuff. But the, the lads in the band did a great... Because it's it's uh, the Dixie Chicks version, which is a cover, um, uh, is just uh, three guitars and vocals. Right. So we threw bass and drums and ukulele and acoustic guitars and percussion and everything on it. So Full kit percussion. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I'll give you a listen in a minute. Looking forward to hearing it. Oh, where yeah. can people get it's that? It's lovely in that key. It's lovely yeah, I've never heard of an E. It's in it's D. All, C and D is on there. Nice key for it. There's a great nice version. If, if you're YouTubing, Cody Johnson does a great version of it online as well. Okay. Oh. Cody Johnson, Travelling Soldier. So yeah, so it's just it's just something I always wanted to do. Will it be on general uh, general release on the likes of Spotify and iTunes yes, and that sort of That's the brilliant. plan, yeah, yeah. So just figured out we're gonna shoot a video for it. We'd probably just do a live gig. Yeah. And shoot it there because um it's just easier, you know? Yeah. There, um, could, there could be something in that. Oh, as yeah. in as in do you know the way we talk about songs at gigs and how they just take off and we're kinda of bewildered by it. Like that one, Grace. Yes. Sweet Caroline, taking them, taking them to a studio, doing a bastardized, really bastardized, really good version of yeah, those yeah, songs, yeah, and yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of saying, Put no, "This is how they're saying." No, this no, it's, is how they're, if it's expensive. Gonna, like that's yeah, the, that, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, be going doing it on a whim, but um, yeah, especially if you want to do it properly. Like so, we always try to do everything properly, and we did went to Kick Castle, and we spent a good few days there, and um, I have to go one more day now of, of mixing and mastering. And, but Take out some of my stuff and put more in the yeah. 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 Um, it. It could be it, very yeah. good. Yes, my yeah. wife did uh, harmonies on it. Brilliant. So my wife Ashley is a fantastic singer. Brilliant. So she's actually gone through the vocal courses and the exams. So she's oh, wow. not a bluffer where I am. Wow. Like, and then my job is singing, and her <laughs> job isn't. You know. Yeah. Uh, but she did Clapton with us as well. And and the, the funny thing I said about Clapton is it was a labour love. It was brilliant. I thought it was going to take off. And uh, it, no, it did okay, but it was a slog. 
and then we toured uh, the soundtrack to A Star Is Born. Yeah. Tickets flew out the door. You did that one as well, did you? Yeah. And there was very, there was a lot less work getting that together. Because the simpler no, still songs. great songs, but simpler songs. Simpler yeah. arrangements, great songs. like Super. Yeah. And tickets flew out the door and we, we nearly filled Cypress Avenue, but... Uh, Stop. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Not, well, I, now that you mentioned it, I didn't really see something on that. Do you know that soundtrack in particular? Like, it was Jamie said to me, he said, you see that Jamie now with the letters and the beer. Did you see that child is born? Child is born. Did you see that? It's Christmas one. Did you see that? Did you see that star is born? He says the soundtrack. It fucking made me cry. It's so good. He said. Yeah. Does he cry? Yeah, he thought it made him very emotional. He's he like the Terminator. I didn't think he. Yeah, he, that's he what I thought. He was made of stone, but it's a great soundtrack. It was a good one. So, is there plans to do another? Um, I, I we don't have time at the moment, but yeah, I I want to go back and and. What I'd love to do is do something every year. Yeah. You know, pick something like that now and do it every year. Yeah. But Star Stars Born was and it was great. And Ashley did that with me as well. Oh Pat, thanks a million for coming down, yes. giving us your time. I oh, suppose yeah. if there's anything I've learned, it's you know when it comes to the wedding fans, yeah, there are wedding bands out there and there are doing the same 30 songs, but that's not enough. There needs to be more. There needs to be grit. There needs to be determination and work ethic, and you have it in buckets. We're looking forward to the recording coming out. Uh, we really enjoyed the jam. And before we go, we might have one more jam, boys. Oh, well, yeah. Just the whole unplugged album there. <laughs> <laughs> to top that. To finish. <laughs> one of your choice, Pat. One of my choice. Okay. Hold on, little girl Show me what he's done to you Stand up, little girl A broken heart can't be that bad It's through, it's through Fate will twist the both of you So come on, baby Come on over Let me be the one to show you I'm the one who wants to Inside I hope you feel it too Waiting on the line of greens and blue Just to be the next to be with you Build up your confidence You can be on time for once Wake up, who cares about too much. I've seen it all go down. The game of our foot's all brain down. Come on, baby, come on over. Let me be the one to show you. I'm the one who wants to be with you. Deep inside, I
dollar out of me. Pay me my money down. Pay me, pay me, pay me my money down. Pay me or go to jail. Someone else sing one and then we go on. Mikey, the corky. I do wonder, Mikey, my, my, I'm all falling asunder. What the fuck happened to there? I love that DVD, live at the point. Yeah, I was at that gig. Go away. Yeah, one of the best gigs I ever saw. 17 guys on stage and not one of them was twiddling their thumbs. They were yeah, they're all busy as fuck. Yeah, it's yeah. a great DVD. Incredible, yeah. And the, 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 was that on the Seeger sessions That's as well? the Seeger yeah. sessions, yeah. The, he's the, recording in the house and he has the yes. out in the hallway. Yeah. But yeah. then he, he brought out a double live of Live in Dublin. Live in the point, yeah. Live Bruce, in Dublin, yeah. Jeez, yeah. I love that, that, that Seeger sessions. It's some of the best yeah. stuff he's done. He brilliant. Yeah. It yeah. is, like, yeah. yeah. Do you know there, there, love? Georgie there's... Murphy does a lovely version of Oh Mary, Don't You Weep. Is yeah, super song. Yeah, we yeah. do that in the sessions now. That, uh, Go away. Yeah, it's just lovely with harmonies. Like, harmonies yeah. make everything better. The guitar is so lovely, actually, through the mics. Gorgeous. Oh! I'm not going to get the words right, but I'll give it a go. I don't want you to. C, F, and G. An A. <laughs> A D. I got my blues from a baby left me by the San Francisco Bay. Just about to go insane 
Wishing I hold my faith in the Lord Wishing you call my name If I ever get back to stay It's gonna be another brand new day Walking with my baby down by the San Francisco Bay Walking with my baby down by the San Francisco Bay One more time Walking with my baby down by the San Francisco Bay I'd sit here and play with you all night. That was sweet, isn't it? That's yeah. a great song. Great song. Is that another one off the unplugged? Yeah, yeah. I think it's not oh. the last one. I thought it was the last one, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. Do one more, lads, and we'll fucking go home. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> three more. <laughs> We were hungry, just barely alive But May the 10th, we're Richmond and fell into time I remember so well The night they drove old Dixie down All the bells were ringing The night they drove old Dixie down With my wife in Tennessee One day she called to me So Virgil, quick, come see There goes a Robert E. Lee I don't mind chopping wood I don't care if the money's no good You take what you need and you leave the rest should never have taken the very best The night they drove old Dixie down The bell for bringing The night they drove old Dixie down All the people were singing My brother before me, I will work the land. Like my brother before me, who took a rebel stand. He was just 18, proud and brave. But yet, keep letting him in his grave. I swear by the blood below my feet.
left on the tape 10 minutes come on someone else and about 60 more gigabytes about 190 more gigabytes <laughs> go on sing something there go on Mike there's 10 minutes left on this project we can start Keep your hands to yourself See yourself. All right, then. yourself my honey my baby don't put my love upon herself she said the georgia satellites savage yeah georgia satellites remember yeah. them class yeah i sang that in georgia go ahead yes. yeah well just anywhere in america you give the band 20 dollars and they let anyone come up and say yeah brilliant Jeez. yeah yeah Jeez, you were tipping nice there, Dave. I don't know why. Banjo man, no. Yeah. Is he one like, of these multi-talented? Yeah. Give him a fucking head of cabbage and he fucking <laughs> modulated two out of them. Did you find one, Mike? <laughs> no, I was going to do a bit of Travis there, but I need a... Oh, yeah. Do you want to find? No, I want a cap out there. There's one here. Oh, no. no. What am I going to do on the banjo together? I'll give you a cap. Do that one. Huh? I've played this in fucking yards. Don't ask me to do a solo. I won't. Do a solo. Uh, David Quirk <laughs> on the banjo. Wait till you hear this. Seems to be 
How do you get away with it all in this thing? It's just this kind of you can kinda of, you can kinda of just go Yeah, it's forgiving, like very forgiving, yeah. yeah a very forgiving yeah, instrument. Yeah. Uh, in the right keys. Yes. Yeah. In the right hands, Dave. Absolutely. Nothing to believe in 
keep burning out, turning out, burning out the same. So put me on a highway, show me the sign, and take it to the limit one more time. Okay, let's that wraps it up. Pat Fitz, thanks a million for coming from now to Dr. Doon on the way down, bringing us lovely red velvet cupcakes from Ryan's Bakery. Uh, we uh, we just want to say thanks for coming down and sharing your knowledge, sharing your experiences, your background with us. This, mu- this part, music podcast is is it was taught up as a way to document and archive different stories and things, and you've certainly done that. Uh, I mean, we could fill another hour and we could have another hour. I really enjoyed the jam. You've uh, released soon, uh, Travelling Soldier. We, our listeners could keep an eye out for that and more things to come with uh, Unplugged Valley and the Pat Fitz band Pat thank you so much thank you keep up the good work lads you a great job absolute pleasure good night and God bless hey there thanks for tuning in to this episode of It's All Music Podcast with Kerry Henny and Quirky Produced by me, Dave Quirk. Executive produced by me, Dave Quirk. Theme music by me, Dave Quirk. Incidental music by me, Dave Quirk. Talent booking by Owen Hennessy. Tea making and venue setup, Mike Carey. Yep, we're doing all this ourselves. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for us? Email us at itsallmusicpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to It's All Music Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Dave Quirk production in association with ACAST. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the It's All Music Podcast with Kerry, Henny and Quirky. We're blown away by your support. The It's All Music Podcast is a completely independent self-finance venture. If you enjoy what we're doing and you enjoy listening, you can support us by heading over to our Patreon page and subscribing for €3 a month. If you don't have €3 a month, don't stress, you can still listen to the podcast. And you can support us by sharing our content on your social media pages.